picture this, Michael. You just arrived at the airport for an early morning cross-country flight. Let's say you've got a really important business meeting to get to. Maybe this meeting is, I don't know, with a major customer that you and your team are trying to close this multi-million dollar deal with. Okay, so mission critical meeting, I'm with you. All right, but just as you arrive, you find out that your flight is delayed indefinitely. No, that that always sucks, you know, whether it's for work or pleasure, not fun. But what do you do? Well, time to change plans, I guess, right? I've got to get to that meeting so I can see if my airline will get me to another airport that's nearby. Maybe I can catch a different connector flight. Well, there is a nearby airport, but that flight's been delayed, too. Okay, okay. Not freaking out yet, right? Um, I'd probably get online, start looking for other flights, different airlines, maybe. I'm going to eat the cost, but, you know, if the meeting is that important, it would be worth it. Well, I'll stop you right there, Michael. All flights, they've been delayed indefinitely. Every flight in the U.S. grounded. Oh, okay. Um, You know what? I don't even know. Um, at that point, I guess all hope's lost. <laughs> I mean, geez. Uh, yeah, thanks for setting me up with that impossible scenario. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. But... You know, this isn't actually just a random scenario. It's the scenario that happened to everybody back on January 11th, uh, just this year, just a couple weeks back, as the Federal Aviation Authority, the FAA, as everybody knows it, they experienced a major system glitch, one that would ground every U.S. flight, mandate widespread delays, and cause ripple effects that lasted for days. That, that's quite a glitch. Yes, quite a glitch. And we're going to get into more about that glitch what actually happened, the aftermath, and dig in on the potential causes and what we as product people should think about all this in today's episode of Rocketship.fm, coming up right now. Welcome to Rocketship.fm. Rocketship FM is produced in partnership with Product Collective. We are your hosts, Michael Saka. And I'm Mike Belsito. All right, before we get into today's episode, Michael, we've got something really exciting to let Rocketship.fm listeners in on, don't we? Yeah, I'd say so, because over at Product Collective, we just launched the most ambitious project that we've ever launched outside of our conferences, and it's Product Collective Pro, which is an annual membership for ambitious product people and product teams to get to that next level, hopefully faster. All right, so Product Collective Pro, and what is it really about? How can this help product people. All right. Well, Michael, as as you know, most product people like us, you know, we didn't exactly go to school to become product people. I mean, that's true for you and me. It really wasn't a thing when we got into product. The The problem, though, is that it means that most of us, we've just had to like figure it out, you know, whether it's reading books or going to conferences like our conference industry, um, listening to podcasts like Rocketship.fm. And we've all managed, but now there's a better way. With Product Collective Pro, members are given access to a year-long community where they can learn from expert-led sessions every month, participate in half-day workshops throughout the year, um, even come to both of our virtual conferences, or upgrade and get a pass to their choice of one of our in-person conferences, whether it's in Cleveland or Dublin, Ireland, or New York City. And maybe most importantly, Right away, you can instantly tap into a network of other product people who are there to help, whether it's giving feedback on personal challenges, uh, you know, whether it's career questions, things like that, and a whole lot more. 
So these expert-led sessions you mentioned, these are led by some of the best of the best in product, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's two live sessions every month. They're kept small enough where every member is getting personalized attention from our experts. So if you're coming in with questions, most likely those questions are going to get answered. And yeah, they're being led by the best of the best, including you, Michael. Our, our very first session is led by you. <laughs> You're very kind. You're very kind. And I'm looking forward to it. We'll be digging in on what it takes to create product flywheels. It should be a lot of fun. And I know other early sessions are being led by some incredible people. Kristen Idioti of the Silicon Valley Product Group. April Dunford, author of the book, Obviously Awesome. Bob Mesta, the architect of Jobs to be Done, or the co-architect. And uh, April Underwood, former CPO of Slack. I mean, what an incredible group. Yeah, it really is. And and so everybody, those Product Collective Pro members, they're going to get all of this and a lot more. There's over 100 hours of on-demand video content, curated resources every week, and, you know, more surprises along the way. Um, and, and this is a year-long program, right? It's an annual membership. So you pay one price, and then Product Collective Pro can basically be your product cheat code throughout the entire year. And we're launching everything in collaboration with Rocketship.fm. So all Rocketship listeners, you can actually get $100 off your very first year if you visit productcollective.com slash pro and use the code Rocketship. So again, you go to productcollective.com slash pro. If you use that code Rocketship, you'll get $100 off your entire first year of Product Collective Pro. All right. So we'll see you there. Yes. L literally. Like if, if you log in to the <laughs> member hub, I mean, I will be there to personally greet you. I'll be helping you along the way to get closer to your personal goals. Michael, you will literally be there leading the first expert session. So yeah, we, we hope rocketship.fm will give entertainment year long and product collective pro can help people level up their skills year long. Okay. Well, let's get into today's episode after a really brief word from our sponsors. As AI continues to revolutionize our world, there's a critical conversation we can't ignore. AI safety and security. And that's where HackerOne's AI red teaming comes into play, rigorously testing AI models to prevent them from being misled or exploited. HackerOne employs over 2 million ethical hackers, and 750 of them specialize in prompt hacking and other AI security and testing. So HackerOne isn't just theorizing, they're actively safeguarding AI's future. Just recently, a team unearthed over 100 vulnerabilities in just two weeks. So whether you're at the helm of a startup or steering product innovation at a large company, it's time to prioritize AI security. Visit HackerOne.com slash AI for more. Again, HackerOne.com slash AI. This episode is sponsored by Porkbun.com. Porkbun is a refreshingly different domain name registrar that's different from the other ones like GoDaddy or Namecheap. They've got low prices on hundreds of different domain extensions. They've got everything from .com domains to really cool ones like .pro, .dev, .xyz. Every domain name at Porkbun comes with tons of freebies too, like SSL certificate, who is privacy, DNS, URL forwarding, and hosting trials. Because why pay for things that should be free, right? All these incredible features and tools are backed by incredible support, 365 days a year, and more five-star reviews on Trustpilot from real customers than anyone else. 
Look, you can get a dollar off your next domain name from Porkbun and see why they're the best domain name register around by using our code. Just go to porkbun.com forward slash rocketchipfm24. That's porkbun, P-O-R-K-B-U-N.com forward slash rocketchipfm24. You'll save a dollar on your next domain. This episode is brought to you by Gigantic. At Gigantic, you can level up your product skills through live, small group, cohort-based trainings. We're incredibly excited to welcome you to our next cohort of our product strategy training kicking off in January of 2024. This course will take you through the frameworks that product leaders use at companies like eBay, DoorDash, Groupon, Rent the Runway in order to scale their teams. It's taught by Ben Foster, a friend of this podcast, who is the former chief product officer at Whoop. So come join us. Go to gigantic.is. That's gigantic.is. And save your seat for our January cohort. Your potential is gigantic, and we're here to help you reach it. Go to gigantic.is to reserve your seat today. So we've done an entire series in the past on product failures. I'd have to say that the FAA experiencing a glitch that grounded all U.S. planes, I mean, that's got to be one of the top product failures we've we've talked about, probably besides the uh, American Airlines on 9-11 issues. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely one with a lot of ripple effects, uh, caused a lot of drama. But first things first, let's get into a few more details on what actually happened. Here's the breaking news that was being reported in this NBC News Now segment, uh, reported very early on January 11th, which, again, this is just a couple weeks ago. We do want to begin this morning with that breaking news, a major travel headache for travelers nationwide. The FAA is ordering airlines to pause all domestic departures nationwide until 9 a.m. Eastern time as it works to restore its notice-to-air mission system following an outage this morning. The White House says President Biden has been briefed on the outage, and there does not appear to be any evidence that this was a result of a cyber attack. The Federal Aviation Administration sent out a notice on its website this morning saying its notice to air missions or NOTAM system had failed. FAA officials are still working to fully restore the notice to air mission systems following this outage. NBC News correspondent Antonia Hilton joins us now from New York Liberty International Airport. Good morning, morning, Antonia. What is the latest there right now? Good morning. Right now, people here are sitting around Newark Airport waiting to find out more information about their flights. What we know at this time is that early this morning, the NOTAM system went down. Notice to air mission system, this is a critical function that pilots, that airlines use to assess safety for their flights in real time. And so immediately it destabilized travel across the country. We're now at over 2,500 delays across the U.S. and more than 300 cancellations, likely going to be looking at a cascading effect now as the day goes on. The FAA has asked all domestic airlines to pause operations, to pause departures until at least 9 a.m. as we wait for more information. They are quickly working to get these systems back online, but there is no exact time at which we expect to have everything go back to normal. And again, as I mentioned, because of the kind of delays we're seeing this morning, very likely if you're traveling today, you're going to want to get in touch with your airline because those delays can have a cascading effect. Even if systems are back to normal within 
just a couple hours. People are going to feel the hurt from that going through likely the rest of the day today. So as you mentioned, you know, Maya, we're not hearing anything about an attack, uh, but we simply just do not know the cause of this outage right now. And for flights that are on their way from, say, international countries or that were already in the air, they're going to be able to land. But these safety functions are really important. And so immediately pilots and airlines were making the decision, even before it came out from the FAA, that they were going to have flights wait for more. That happened in the very early hours of January 11th, and it's exactly how an air traveler doesn't want to start their day. Yeah, it's also exactly how pilots, flight crews, I don't know, they don't want to start the day either. This notum, or notice to airmen, or notice to air mission, how it's now more recently being referred to, it's a critical system, and it's designed for the safety of everyone. Yeah, and, and that's where this glitch was identified. But before we further go into that glitch and, and why it happened— we should probably talk a little bit more about this NOTAM system that's in the center of all this. Yeah, it's a good idea. Let's let's cut to this segment from a Fox affiliate in New Haven, Connecticut, Fox 61, as they have a discussion with John DiCarlo, University of New Haven criminal justice professor and commercial pilot, explaining what NOTAM is. So it, it's a very old system that started uh, as far back as in the 1940s. Uh, it was called the Notices to Airmen system. And uh, the name has been changed in the last few years. And uh, uh, it, it's modeled after the Notice to Mariners system. Uh, it's something that we use uh, as part of the uh, uh, as part of the flight briefing before we take off. It uh, informs us of any hazards uh, that we have to uh, be concerned with, air traffic control, service centers, security, operations for airports, uh, and things that might affect the safety uh, or operation of a flight. Al, can you tell us a little bit more about what type of hazards we're talking about? There are a lot of travelers frustrated, more than 3,000 flights not taking off right now. But if you could put into perspective for our viewers who may actually be watching at the airport right now, if these flights were not grounded, how detrimental would this be? Well, you'd be basically flying without a system that was put in place to uh, tell us about uh, outages of air traffic control, outages of uh, uh, DOD operations, for instance, outages of uh, uh, cranes in the area, of runways. Uh, uh, you know, literally everything. Uh, it, it's the uh, it's the the, uh, the the news station of the skies. Uh, it literally tells us everything that's happening across the country locally and uh, you know far away uh, from where we're taking off uh, to have to do with uh, uh, cratered runways to uh, uh, radio problems to uh, GPS problems so it concerns almost every aspect of the operation of flight and what pilots need to know to uh, to carry out that flight safely okay so NOTAM's system basically lets pilots know about potential hazards while while they're flying. It sounds pretty darn important. Yeah, to say the least, right? I, I can definitely understand why pilots, if that system is down, they don't want to be in the air. Yeah, and, and the FAA doesn't want them to be in the air either. And, and passengers, well, they want to be in the air, but they also want to be safe. So it, it all sounds like a necessary thing that those flights were grounded. Uh, of course, I'm sure that everybody wishes that the entire situation could have just been avoided instead. But it wasn't avoided. It took essentially an entire system reboot in order to get things back on track. Yeah, by 8.15 a.m. on January 11th, flights were starting back at some of the more major airport hubs in the U.S. Uh, by 9 a.m., all flights were back on track. But 
just because they were back on track doesn't mean that all things were smooth thereafter. Think about it. If you have a 10 a.m. flight that takes off in Cleveland, but your plane is one that was to land in Cleveland at 9.40 a.m. from New York, and that plane was to arrive in New York by 8 a.m. in Philadelphia, there's no way that your flight is taking off in Cleveland at 10 a.m. It may not even be in New York yet. The New York flight was delayed, pushing back the Philadelphia flight, pushing back your flight. Yeah, basically you're just in a big mess, and that's pretty much how things went for most travelers on January 11th. This ripple effect of delays and cancellations and again, all because of a glitch. Yes, a glitch. We'll talk more about that glitch after a short break to hear from our sponsors. When Rain Wilson realized he had a special gift for talking people to sleep, he had two choices. Construct a massive speaker that would blast his voice to every person in the country or invent a talking pillow. AT&T Business eventually talked him into the pillow thing. And backed by a reliable network, the only network with built-in security controls, Sleep With Rain was a hit. Take your ideas to the moon and beyond at business.att.com. That's business.att.com. This episode is brought to you by Yahoo Finance. Wouldn't it be great if you could see all of your investment and retirement accounts in one place? With Yahoo Finance, you can consolidate your views with multiple accounts into one hub and access the expert analysis you need to tend to your entire portfolio with confidence. Honestly, this has been a lifesaver for me. I've used Yahoo Finance to consolidate all of my various 401k and investment accounts so I can see everything all in one place. And it makes it incredibly easy to manage. So if you're struggling with that, check out Yahoo Finance. For over 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including your 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart a great investor. And that's how Yahoo Finance ensures that you have the insights to look at your wealth in its entirety. So go to yahoofinance.com. That's yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination. I looked into it more deeply, and I found that apparently what happened is that he was laid off five years ago, and no one ever told him about it. But through some kind of glitch in the payroll department, he still gets a paycheck. So we just went ahead and fixed the glitch. Mm, great. So uh, Milton has been let go. Well, just a second there, Professor. We, uh, we fixed the glitch. So he won't be receiving a paycheck anymore, so it'll just work itself out naturally. We always like to avoid confrontation whenever possible. Problem is solved from your end. <laughs> that scene is just a classic one. We fix the glitch. Yeah, I, I love that scene. That might be one of my favorite scenes. Uh, love Office Space, one of my favorite movies. And by the way, as an aside, Tom from Office Space He's definitely a product manager, right? Taking the specs from the customers, handing them to the engineers because engineers aren't good at dealing with customers. Anyway, topic for another day. But yes, the FAA apparently fixed the glitch and now things were supposedly back to normal. Save for the domino effect of delays that happened as a result of the glitch. Yes, very true. Okay, but... What was the glitch, and like, why did the glitch happen in the first place? Well, let's first talk about what it wasn't, uh, at least according to the FAA, but it wasn't a cybersecurity attack, which I'll be honest with you, when my wife and I saw mm. a notification about an FAA 
system being down and grounding all U.S. flights kind of looked at each other and were like, is this what we think it is? Yeah, well, I'm sure a lot of people were thinking the same thing, but no, it turns out that the FAA doesn't believe it was a cyber attack, but instead a glitch, a very big, disastrous glitch. Yes, and one that drew the ire of people like, well, Mayor Pete. My top priority right now is to understand the root cause, understand how it could have led to this level of disruption, and understand how to make sure that it does not happen again. Mayor Pete, of course, being Pete Buttigieg, the former mayor of South Bend, Indiana, now the Secretary of Transportation. And he vowed to figure out what happened and to make sure it wouldn't happen again, which seems to be the very least that anybody could do in his position. Yes. Well, to some people, the fact that they went down like they did was obviously a shock and a surprise, but not everybody was actually so surprised. Here's PBS Science and Aviation Special Correspondent Miles O'Brien discussing why, for some who follow the FAA closely, they actually weren't surprised to see something like this happen at all. Well, those of us who follow the FAA closely are frankly not surprised to see a technological glitch, sadly. This is an agency that has historically been underfunded on its effort to modernize. It's basically a system that was built after World War II, 1950s technology, using spinning radar uh, domes and UHF radio transmissions between the ground and pilots. Uh, It hasn't moved into the space age, as it were, as it should have, using satellites and computer transmission. And so uh, as it has moved uh, technologically in fits and starts into the modern age, there have been glitches along the way. Nothing quite like this one, but it is indicative of the fact that the agency needs to spend more on its infrastructure. The fact that it is so safe is quite remarkable to me, frankly, Amna. This is a testament to the men and women who make the system work in spite of its antiquated technology. So an agency that's underfunded, that's using tech from the past, right? Yeah, just how far in the past, though? (laughs) Right. Well, we're going to find out as we cut to this NBC News segment. In it, you'll hear from Secretary Buttigieg once more as he discusses the ultimate cause of the meltdown. Let's get to that segment now. Tonight, NBC News has learned that preliminary information suggests at least one, perhaps two contract employees may have caused a computer failure that grounded thousands of flights early Wednesday. Government sources say the contractors were among the eight who had access to the FAA's NOTAM computer system and apparently edited a file, causing it to become corrupted. It's not clear if it was out of malice or if it was a case of human error. Investigators only determined what happened after reviewing computer logging records. The NOTAM system itself is running on 30-year-old software, not due to be replaced for another six years. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg. It seems hard to believe that a single person could put the FAA in the position where they had to literally hit the pause button on all domestic takeoffs. That is exactly what uh, I am asking FAA to review uh, and getting an explanation about. Uh, We need to make sure that uh, there are uh, enough safeguards built into the system that this level of disruption uh, can't happen because of an individual person's uh, decision or action or mistake. So the entire system taken down because of the mistake of one or two people. Using tech that's over 30 years old, which is just incredible. I mean, we're talking about software that was created back in the early 1990s. Yeah, I mean, kind of at a loss. I mean, I don't think anybody expects government software to be, like, amazing. I mean, it's probably not a shock that it's antiquated, but, I mean, I figured, like, 
okay, maybe this software, you know, the software the entire country relies on us to travel safely for. Maybe it was updated like a few years ago, not not 30 years old. Like that's pretty nuts. Yes, but that's where we're at right now. Yeah, unfortunately, it's not the only FAA tech failure that's happened over the years. More on that and what we could learn from this all as product people after one more break. Okay, before the break, we went into the recent FAA meltdown, specifically how one single person... Or two. It was possible as two. <laughs> okay. One person, maybe two people, but how their error grounded all U.S. domestic flights just a couple weeks back. But unfortunately, this isn't the only tech failure that the FAA has experienced over the past couple of years alone. There was an issue just a couple weeks ago even where 300 flights were delayed at Miami International Airport due to... Again, tech issues experienced this time by air traffic control. And off the top tonight, frustrations are high in one of the busiest travel days of the year. Tonight at 6, we're learning that a computer issue at an air traffic control center in Miami has been resolved, but flight delays remain an issue. Good evening. I'm Jim Berry, in for Elliot Rodriguez tonight. And I'm Lauren Pastrana. Flights delayed for hours as officials worked on the issue. CBS4's Yvonne Taylor is at Miami International Airport. Yvonne, how's it looking there right now? Well, Jim and, Jim and Lauren, it is important to clarify one thing, that even though the computer issue has been solved, this is according to the Federal Aviation Association, that was solved about an hour ago. But anything that happened before any delays from this afternoon does still remain a problem. Confirmed, over 300 American Airlines flights delayed at Miami International Airport. The Florida Aviation Administration in a statement said earlier that the volume of traffic into Florida space had slowed due to an air traffic computer issue that was being resolved. Yet the chaos is now evident. That chaos he's referring to, the disruption of thousands of people's flight schedules, is a real mess. And it's just another example of the issues that the FAA has endured with their technology over the years. Yeah, their 30-year-old technology. Yeah, well, that's true, right? 30-year-old technology that they've had to sort of piecemeal together with Band-Aid solutions, make it work. I don't know. They just lack serious funding. Yeah. So – as product people, though, what can we learn from all of this? Anything? Any takeaways here? Make sure that you're not skimping when it comes to investing in your tech. Yeah, I, I'd say that's certainly one thing. I mean, look, if tech is core in your product, yeah, make sure that you're making real serious investments in your technology. Make sure that you're constantly monitoring your technology, making updates. I mean, it might sound like table stakes and let's face it, it really should be table stakes. But if you're at a company where those investments aren't being made, that's a serious red flag and it may be time to sound the alarm bells. I mean, in this case, the FAA, like that technology is so important. Our safety is in the center of that technology and it was 30 years old. Those investments weren't being made. Another big takeaway is that, well, if one person can bring down your entire system, you need to figure out a way to rebuild your systems. Like, that's a serious issue. Yeah, I remember hearing the story. I can't remember which company it was, but there was an intern software developer who was asked to get in and review some code, and they ended up getting in and actually pushing updates to the live code. I don't know if they meant to do it or what they were doing, but anyway, those updates, it wasn't correct. They didn't do it the right way. 
The systems went down. It was a complete mess. But here's the thing. That's not the intern's fault. I mean, if your system is so fragile that a single intern can get in and cause that kind of chaos, that's on the CTO. I mean, that's a flawed system. Totally. So it may be time for us all to look in the mirror, ask ourselves if the system's the same ones that may have been designed. Well, are they up to 2023 standards? We we may have to swallow our pride, set aside our egos for a bit. But seriously, we may want to ask ourselves if our software is more fragile than it should be. Yes. And, and maybe one final takeaway is that sometimes... Things do happen, right? I mean, certainly no piece of software is bug-free. Uh, we need a contingency plan. I mean, in this case, to be fair, things did get back up and running a few hours after the issue was identified. But a few hours in this case is a really, really long time for something as monumental as, you know, U.S. flight schedules. The cascading effects felt after this issue was pretty massive. And so really, we want to imagine all of the worst case scenarios and have contingency plans in place and safeguards to try to avoid these, you know, horrible situations. Yeah, you got to have a happy path and you got to have the sad path. And, you know, we love to design the happy path, but the sad path is often even more important and we often neglect that. So we need to know what's the worst that could happen with your software. Maybe, look, it's not as bad as all U.S. flights being grounded for multiple days, but what could happen, right? Think of every one of those nightmare scenarios, even though they're not fun to think about, and think through the contingencies you may need to set in place in order to avoid them. All right. Well, that is going to wrap things up for this episode. Uh, hopefully, we don't have another FAA tech fiasco to report on next week. I guess we'll just have to see, though. Yeah. So, for Mike Belsito, I'm Michael Saka, and this is Rocketship.fm. Thank you so much for listening to Rocketship.fm. It is your support that keeps the show going. If you can, take a second and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. It helps out the show so much. We're also part of the Podglomerate Network. And if you'd like to listen to more great shows from the Podglomerate, go to thepodglomerate.com to see the full show listings. Rocketship.fm is produced in partnership with Product Collective, a community for product people. Go to productcollective.com and get access to our weekly newsletter, live video interviews, Slack community, product job board, and a whole lot more. Again, just go to productcollective.com.